Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. What's up, everybody? That's right. It's the podcast that's sweeping the nation. It's your boy, Jeff Manns. This is One Man's Opinion. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for subscribing, liking, favoriting, whatever it is. Thank you for listening to the drone of my voice. Here, hopefully you guys spread the word a little bit. Love to grow this podcast. The more uh, we can do that, the more I can bring at you. And I'd love to do this. I would love to, I want to just attach a microphone or a GoPro camera to my head and just, just walk around with it every single day. I think that would be fascinating for some folks to see. Other than, I don't know, most of it's spent on the toilet. So maybe you wouldn't want to see that. Either way. A uh, very special edition here today, everybody. I've got a lot to talk about. Obviously, we're going to preview week nine in fantasy football. We'll talk a little DFS. Um, starts, sits for this week. I've got a list of buy low candidates as well that I wanted to provide to all of you guys as well. I've not talked about this on SiriusXM whatsoever, so uh, we'll get to that as well. By the way, my name is Jeff Mans. You could find me over at fantasyguru.com. If all things seasonal fantasy football rankings, the buy low, sell high, roster trends, waivers, um, live chat rooms, roster coaching, keeps and cuts, and good Lord, every the recap article every single week. We do a lot of work. Got a great team over there at fantasyguru.com. I've uh, just lowered the prices to just bare baseball i think it's like 10 bucks the rest of the year and um get you where you need to go for your championships elitefantasy.com is the place to be for all things daily fantasy sports including my cash game breakdown it's up every friday evening right after the core four live stream that i do over there at elitefantasy.com and then there's elitesportsbetting.com as well over 500 have been every year never had a losing season in betting on the nfl I will say that I'm an old man, but uh, 43 years old. The I've only been betting th- officially on record for the last three years. So fourth year doing this, uh, but never had a losing season before and above 500 right now, about 10 games up over 500, a real strong start, dipped a little bit, but have heated back up in recent weeks. So there you go. Follow me on social media at Jeff underscore Mans. M-A-N-S on Twitter, the Jeff Mans, all one word on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and TikTok. Um, no guests today, just going to go solo. The reason no guests today, I will have guests probably more often than not. I do want to start out talking a little bit about the election. I just feel this is a situation where SiriusXM told me not to mention it and told me 1,500 times and there'll be discipline and blah, blah, blah. And I don't really want to talk about the election, to be honest with you. I don't really, I I hate to say I don't care because that gives the wrong impression. I care about our country and the world and all that. So it's not like that. The thing, I've made this known, if you're new to the podcast, strongly recommend going and listening to episode one. Episode one, is where I just told you I you anything that you want to know about me I tell you from religion politics and all that good stuff but here's the deal and I've said it many times maybe it's the way I grew up and large family and all that but I'm used to disagreements I don't hold anything 
I don't take personal offense most of the time when, uh, or any of the time when people disagree. Disagreements will happen all the time. I don't like our current political environment. I think it's, it's pure garbage. I think if you subscribe to a party that you're a sheep and me saying that I don't, I don't want to offend anybody, but I'm not saying it to be rude to you because there's been times and I have many family members who have party affiliations and shit like that. It's just, I think that we need to like, here's the thing. Here's who I'm voting for in 2020. Jeff Mance. That's what I'm voting for. Not really not for president or any of that shit, but I'm going to be the best me that I can be. You know why? I control that. I'm in control of my own emotions, my own reality, my own world, the actions I do, the words that I speak. I control myself. And all of you control yourselves. And if we just took that approach, this blanket affiliation is just bewildering to me. I never, I, it, I didn't, maybe I was dumb or young or I don't know, but I never noticed it as much growing up as I do now. And the problem is it's the same in sports, by the way. And by the way, when I say one side or the other, I'm talking Republican Democrat. Like those are two parties. And so two party system. Why can't there should be nine parties? There should be 10. Like we should have a lot of different options. I'm not thrilled that we had to vote for, for the president of the United States, a 75 year old dude. Right. I mean, both of them are 174, 178, whatever, split at 75. I mean, that's just baloney. That's there is nobody, no two candidates ever least representative of our nation than these two. So that that's the way I feel. Um, And you could disagree and that's fine. But that's the way I, I felt about this. I don't know why we only have two choices. I don't know why anyway. It's it in sports. It's like I. I dealt with this my whole life in Chicago. It's like, I'm a White Sox fan. I'm a Cubs fan. Like, you have to be one. And, you know, I played that game for years and years and years. I grew up a mile and a half from the ballpark in Comiskey Park in Chicago on the south side in Burbank and Bridgeport. And so that was, it was, I was affiliated with the White Sox. But why? Like, just because of that, you can love the team. It's fine. But I don't have to be a White Sox fan. I realized that over the years. And especially late 90s when that team that was so good in the 90s started breaking up. I'm like, why the fuck am I? I have to be a fan of this team. I can't root for Ken Griffey Jr., you know, players that I really like. And that, I think that's ultimately what drove me into fantasy sports. I feel politics the same way. Like, how can't you like a good candidate or politician or, or whatever? Not that there is one. I don't know if there even is one. But you know what I mean? Like, why can't you be a Republican like a Democrat and Democrat like a Republican? I just don't get it. I think it's fucking stupid. And I think it's fucking stupid that we have been pressured into this so much. It's just irritating, you know? And it, it what happens is we throw ourselves away. And that's what I'm really trying to say. It's the same with having to be a fan of a team. And, and I have to buy the season tickets and I've been a season ticket holder before and they jack up the prize. And then they came up with the, the whole PSLs, personal seat licenses. So you have to buy the license. Then you have to buy the tickets. And then God forbid, if you want to get tickets at postseason, you're in a lottery. So you don't get it. And then they jack up the price and sell it to their ticket affiliate and they jack up the price, but that's okay. That's okay. It's all bullshit. Why? We don't have to do these things guys. 
We don't have to. Every one of us is in charge of ourselves. And we could decide what we want. We could decide what we think is best. And for those who do that, I have all the respect in the world for you. All of it. I don't care who you vote for. I don't care what your teams are. You, a lot of you take major exception to me when I shit on the Eagles or the Bills or you know, any my own Bears fans over the years. I've been brutal to the Bears and Bears. Like, You're not a real Bears fan. You moved to Arizona. It doesn't matter. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, bullshit. You, nobody tells me what I am and I'm not. Go fuck yourself. I don't, I, I don't believe in any of that shit. I, I am what I am. And what I need to do and what all of us need to do, especially during COVID-19 and pandemic and economic downturns and all this shit, is we got to do what's best for ourselves. We, you know, every one of you, I want to tell you, in case your parents didn't tell you, because my parents didn't tell me, you're all good enough. You're all okay. Things are going to be okay. The world's going to be okay. If you're 28 right now, or maybe you're 26 and, it's your second or third presidential election. You don't, oh my God, it's the end of our democracy. End of it. No, it's not. It's never. Fucking, I've heard this. I remember, first election I remember was Reagan Mondale in 84. Like, I remember I was a kid. My, my dad was a big Reagan guy. My dad did his hair like Reagan and all that shit. So it was like one of those deals. And uh, it was going to end our democracy. Oh my God, you couldn't do it. Oh my God, a female vice president. Oh my God. Nothing. Bill Clinton playing saxophone on our city. Oh my God. You know, oh, he, he's. He's too young to be president. He, he, he's not in touch with a you know elder statesman or whatever. It, it, nothing. George Bush. He's too stupid. He can't do this. Um, the middle Bush. He can't do this. Barack Obama's gonna make us all socialists, guys. It never happens. Shut the fuck up. It's never. It doesn't happen. And you are gonna be fine for one. And you're worried. Well, they're gonna raise taxes. They're gonna lower taxes. Who knows what's gonna happen? Every time. I don't know. I. You know what I just do? I just go out there and I make money. I go out there and win, no matter what. I don't give a shit. No one can stop me. Nobody. I've learned that at my age. Nobody can stop me. Nothing can be done because I'm in control. I make my decisions. I choose. I'm going to work. I'm going to work hard. I'm going to work on this. I'm going to work on that. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to say this. I'm not going to say I control all that shit. So do you. All of you. We all, when we're not, when we don't have restrictions, when we're not putting a corner and into a box, the sky is the limit. Every one of you that are listening to this podcast, I don't even know some, most of you, and you're all, I know for a fact, you are all way better than you yourselves give you credit for. You're smarter. You're Maybe you're better looking. Some of you aren't. Some of you are. You're more talented. You're a better person right? You're, you're better than you think that you are. And you're capable of more. Don't be afraid to think outside the box. Don't be afraid to think by yourself. Don't, you don't have to be blue or red. You don't have to be south side or those side. You don't have to do that. That's stupid. It's weak. The, the next generation's coming. Every generation pushes that thought further and further away eventually if we fast forward to 500 years from now none of this shit's gonna matter everybody's none of that nobody everyone's gonna think a two-party system was the dumbest thing in the world so that's where i stand on politics i'm voting man's 2020 baby that's what i'm doing all right i want each of you to vote yourself too not in reality not really on a ballot do whatever you want there but i'm talking about just invest in yourself 
you know, you, you think about it, you go to the election booth and, or the voting booth and you voted for Trump or Biden or whatever. And then you, you know, whatever, you do what you have to do there. But I want you to invest in yourselves and know that you're going to be okay. Every one of you. They're going to raise taxes. They're going to lower taxes. COVID this, economy that, uh, global warming this. No, we're all going to be fine. Just do the right things. It's not that fucking hard. Do the right things. All right, so enough of that. Um, I know, I'm going to get the negative messages and blah, blah. I don't care. Bring it on. I own this podcast. And again, I'll just keep doing what I do. Um, one other thing I want to talk about, about the election real quick um, is that, and as I sit here and I'm recording this, nothing's been decided. Uh, th- there's a lot of speculation that maybe Biden's going to close it out. Maybe as soon as Thursday, when you're likely listening to this, maybe a, over the weekend, maybe Trump comes back. Arizona, I know this this place where I live is such a uh, a shit show as far as the um, counts are concerned. But who who knows what happens with that? But here's the one thing I want to say, and take this in the spirit of which it's intended, and don't take offense like a pussy. I I have a real tough time when you're talking about okay so right where when I'm recording this we're talking about stopping counting or keep counting and all that okay that's what and it's Biden's camp it's Trump's camp both sides are saying whatever they're saying you need to count them all you need to not Trump has been way more vocal about stop the count in certain places and you know and then keep counting in others but here here's what I want to say Remember this, everybody. And here's the fucked up part about it. And this bothers me. This is just the way my brain thinks. And I've heard nobody else even mention this. Do you realize there's 30 other people on the ballot? So, you know, there's a lot of races for a lot of jobs in Senate, House. There's a lot of um, uh, uh, whatever they call bills that are on on the docket. A lot of things to vote for. Prop 208, Prop 209. We oh by the way we legalized marijuana in Arizona y'all yeah I'm out of the fantasy business dispensary man's everybody woo um but what I'm saying is if you're like stopping counting and all that it's it, you could do it you could if it's your name on the ballot like Trump Trump could say whatever he wants about that but it's there's 30 other people and there's a lot of other things not counting ballots counting these but not that like. It's not just affecting these two morons. It's affecting all these other people. (laughs) Nobody talks about it. Nobody mentions it. You're not on the ballot by yourself. And when it's, you know, it's not just Trump and Biden. It's so many other jobs, so many other things that are all important. And other people's lives are affected. Think about this. Think about one of you. Maybe, I don't know, if I have any state or uh, uh any politicians that listen to this podcast, holler at your boy. I'll endorse you. What the hell? Why not? Just for the hell of it. I don't care. I don't care what you're into. Just uh, at Jeff underscore mans me, but, um, or DM me. There you go. But what I'm saying is if I, let's say I, my life's work as a politician and that's what I did. And I believe in it. I change whatever party I am. And I'm like, I'm a Senator. I'm on the ballot. And whoever's the president is just, or going for presidency is yelling and screaming or, dictating what this con what this state does or the you know this vote does here all that shit like hey man i i'm a person you're affecting my livelihood you're fucking me that's the thing i have a real hard time with this isn't just about president 
And if it was, why don't we just have a separate ballot, like one just for the president, and then here's the other jobs? Why don't we do that? Which, by the way, why don't we vote online? That's ridiculous. We can have online currency in blockchain form, and we can't vote? We can't do a, a, a fingerprint like I do on my iPad? We can't do that? But we can, like, why do we have to go into places? That's stupid. It's fucking stupid. I, I don't understand that. But yeah, there's a lot of other people that are affected when you count certain ballots and don't count and continue to count and don't continue to count. It's fucking nuts. And these poor guys just sit there like, yeah, I guess you got to do whatever you got to do because the big guy says, like, that's, that's real shitty. I don't care who you are. We should all agree that that's pretty shitty. Like just, they should all have a say. Everybody's on a ballot, no matter what job they're, we, the people are voting for, you sh- they all should have a say, but we never hear what a, a senator has to say or a, uh, a representative has to say or somebody that's on the ballot. We only hear what Biden or Trump has to say. But anyway, um, that's that, those are my thoughts. Um, good luck to everybody. Hope your candidate wins if it means a lot to you. But um, you know, no matter what, I'm going to be good. You guys will be good. You should. You will be. Whether you know it or not, you'll be fine. You're good people. All right, let's continue on here. Um, What else on the table today? Oh, I want to get into some buy low candidates here for fantasy football the rest of the way. Um, Didn't never got to this this week on Sirius XM. So it's uh, this podcast only material. Everybody get it going. Um, So some players to buy low. I, I think right now as we are entering week nine, we have a group of running backs that are all uh, very talented, you know, former first round picks and, and all that, that uh, are coming back from injury. And we need to take that into account. We need to understand the players that have been on injured reserve for three, four, five weeks. Now they're going to be back relatively soon. And a couple of them, you probably know who I'm going to mention my boy, Nick Chubb, for sure. You want to be in the Nick Chubb business. Um, I get asked the question a lot on social media and on the, on the Sirius XM elite sports show where people are, are, should I trade this guy for Nick Chubb? I'm like, well, um, yeah, you, you can't, you're still a couple weeks away. So you want to buy low on Nick Chubb at this stage, right? You, you want to go in and, tr- and, you know, before the injury, Miles Gaskin would have been nice, but now he's hurt. You know, and Antonio Gibson, maybe um, somebody like a Devin Singletary or, you know, somebody like that for Nick Chubb is the ideal parameter. Somebody in a backfield split, you know, a Devonta Freeman, a um, you know, maybe even if it's not keeper league, J.K. Dobbins. You know, even he's got some value. Like, those are good trades to make for Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's schedule is fantastic. I mean, they've got the Eagles, Jaguars, Titans. Ravens will be tough, but then they close it out with Giants and Jets the last two weeks of the regular season. That's phenomenal. We want to be a part of that. The Browns running game is going to dictate who wins and loses championships this year. So Nick Chubb's a guy you want to buy into there's any kind of setbacks get in the cream hunt uh, after he laid an egg last week. Uh, if he were to be the start of the rest of the season, but at this point, I think it's going to be Nick Chubb. I think they desperately need Nick Chubb elsewhere. Austin Eckler, another guy who's been out for several weeks. And the great thing about Eckler's return when it happens is 
they don't, nobody's stepped up. Justin Jackson has been solid at times. Josh Kelly has been solid at times, but they've also both been disappointments to the point that Troy Main, Troy Main Pope, by the way, Troy Main, it sounds like something I order at my, my Chinese food restaurant. I'll have an order, one order uh, of the Troy Main. I will take, uh, hold the Pope. Just the Troy main on that, and could I get extra uh, garlic butter with that? Um, could I get the the kung pao chicken, the General Sal's chicken? Could I order of uh, mushu pork? Um, damn, I'm getting hungry. By the way, oh my god, that sounds good. Doesn't that sound fucking good? You know what I have taste for? Egg roll, like a, a real authentic egg roll, not these spring rolls with the flaky pastry type outside the, the real hardcore deep fried egg roll man with the cabbage and stuff like put shrimp or pork or something in there oh my god new york city style egg roll good lord i have more moisture in my mouth than i think i've than my uh my black lab does at this point um what the hell was i talking about oh chargers let's go austin eckler <laughs> that's what i'm talking about nobody stepped up you know, next couple weeks, they've got a tremendous schedule. Now, Eckler's several weeks away still. Chubb is on a short. He's about two weeks out, whereas Eckler looks like about three, maybe even four. So that kind of stinks that he's so long. But Raiders, Dolphins, Jets, Bills cannot stop the run. Patriots cannot stop the run. Falcons could stop the run, but are terrible at defending the pass against the running backs. Raiders and Broncos. That's the rest of the season for the LA Chargers. So Eckler's in a tremendous spot when he gets back as well. If you want somebody more shorter term, more that will be back much sooner, this is the last week you're going to be able to do this. Maybe next week. But Miles Sanders, go get Miles Sanders. They need Miles Sanders desperately. Desperately. He's got some real good matchups. Giants, Browns, Seahawks, Packers. Saints, Cardinals, Cowboys. That's the rest of the season for Miles Sanders. He's going to finish strong. They're going to be, they're going to win the division, of course. So they're going to be, you know, in important games. That's a, that's a big thing. And Miles Sanders is, he's a top eight rest of the season running back for me. And uh, that's including his buy. That's, that's going into week nine. He's on a bye week in week nine. So that's how good that is. So go up and scoop up some Miles Sanders shares there as well. Uh, other players that are um, moving up that I at least improving in their value. Oh, a couple others. I mean, obviously Michael Thomas, who, by the way, it's, it's very curious that he's still only limited in practices. Don't know what the, <laughs> the story of Michael Thomas is going to be legendary. Uh, I get the feeling that there he doesn't want to play with true breeze. Like there's a problem there. There's something, obviously something else going on with Michael Thomas, but go out and get him or get him on the cheap. Why not? Saints need him. They're in a dog fight here within the division. They're in a dog fight within the, uh, within the, the NFC as well. So they're, they're going to be playing all the way to the end here. And um, he's going to have to be a part of it, a big part of it. So if you can get him on the cheap, that's great. Antonio Brown, another player. I don't know if you can still get him on the cheap. It's unfortunate. I was kind of hoping for a week there, it seemed like nobody was even talking or thinking about him. And Brown is going to play this week. My hope is that he plays a handful of snaps only. 
and then everybody's pissed off and angry at him and, and that's and then you can go out and swoop in and get him but kind of, kind of right now people are expecting Antonio Brown to step off the bus and just go he hasn't played football in a year and a half so I don't expect a ton of him early but he's a guy that I'd love to be in business business with for the duration for the rest of the season you know that that's a guy that with Tom Brady and Bruce Arians offense this is a good setup for him and some high scoring games down the stretch bad defenses obviously got the Saints but the Panthers Rams Chiefs Vikings great matchup Falcons amazing matchup Lions amazing matchup it's where you want to be that's where that's a good spot to be so buying low on Antonio Brown Michael Pittman of the Colts another one who is activated and uh, is returning this week as well. Uh, Pittman, so important. We have not seen a steady receiver in Indianapolis since Pittman went down. Remember, first couple weeks was Paris Campbell. um, Then it was Pittman. Then it was Zach Paschal. And now it's officially nobody. They just don't have much of anything. But – Another guy that down the stretch of the season, the defenses they play, Titans twice, Packers. But then listen to this. This is how you close out the season. Texans, Raiders, Texans. Then you got the Steelers and then the Jags. That's a good finish for the Indianapolis Colts offense and specifically their passing game. So, um I think that's another guy to buy low on on Michael Pittman. He may be available to you right now in uh, on, on your waiver wire for crying out loud. That's how lowly thought of he is. And then there's some others on the very low end or in, those of you who are in deep leagues or those of you who can't make trades, things like that. I mean, y- you look at a player like, um, like Alshon Jeffrey maybe in Philadelphia or some of those guys, even a Jalen Rieger who's actually already back at this point in time, but um, I think like an Alshon Jeffrey could be back as soon as week 10 after the bye. I mean, you know, he's been practicing foot keeps bothering him though. It's a risky one, but it's worth it. If he ever can get healthy, another guy to buy into and buy low on going into this week is Marvin Jones. I've talked about him at length on the Sirius XM show without Kenny Galladay for who knows with a hip injury. We don't know how long he's going to be out. It looks like Galladay is going to be a multiple week injury and it's going to be all Marvin Jones lions defense, not been able to stop much of anybody. So a lot of pat, you know, good amount of pass attempts, a lot of positive game scripts. Marvin Jones is a good receiver. He's fast. He's tall. He's got tremendous ball skills, great red zone awareness, you know, tapping his toes, dragging his feet, going up above defenders, getting those uh, short yardage touchdowns. So a very valuable piece here that uh, is available. A lot of people done with him, cutting him before the Galladay injury. It's a big week for him. I Last time he faced Minnesota, he scored four touchdowns against them. So um, I would get him before this week. But even if he craps the bed this week, I'm all good buying low on him. Jerry, Judy, another one. I've talked about Judy all week long this will be the breakout week for jerry judy mark my words on that hear me now believe me later everybody that's a guy you must start in week nine no matter what he's a strong wide receiver too on my board my rankings 
He's in the cash game breakdown. He's a great GPP option and DFS for us. He's going to absolutely smash this Falcon secondary. I did some research about Judy and, uh, you know, Kendall Sheffield and, um, the best option there, Isaiah Oliver, the corners that will guard Judy most of the day. But let's say the wor- the best thing the Falcons can do for the Falcons' defensive point of view is to put rookie A.J. Terrell over Judy. All right, so I thought about that because I always think about it, every possible matchup and what teams may do. And if they did that, remember, those two faced each other in the national championship game two or three years ago. Um, when Terrell was with Clemson and Judy, Alabama. And uh, by the way, go look at that. Go look at that box score sometime and go find out. Uh, I rewatched some tape on it, looked at the box score. Saw a lot of great NFL players that were in that game at that time. But Judy laid uh, five catches, I think that was 138 yards and a touchdown on A.J. Terrell in that game. And Terrell was on him all the way. So I have no concerns about jerry judy this week and i think it'll be better i've talked about the coverages and how he's getting a ton of safety coverage but drew lock starting to come out he's healthier now he's getting his swagger back he had that late season swagger last year which is what led to him starting them investing in him putting all these resources including jerry judy into the offense and the schedule's a lot better. I mean, the Falcons, Raiders, Dolphins, Saints, right? That secondary doesn't scare you. Chiefs, that's a, a rough matchup, but they'll throw a lot. Positive game script. Carolina in there as well. Bills, Chargers, Raiders. Much better schedule for Denver and for Judy than uh, than we've seen in the early going. So that's another player I'm buying low on right now. Mike Williams of the Chargers. I'm okay taking a shot there. I talked about the schedule with Austin Eckler. Uh, I hope. Justin Herbert, I keep waiting for the Cinderella slipper to fall off. I get nervous. It's a great matchup against the Raiders this week. If Herbert does again this week, I'm going to have to buy all the way in and just ride it out for the rest of the year. But it makes me nervous with every subsequent start. I love that he goes to Mike Williams in key situations. Red zone, third down, deep balls. This is critical because Mike Williams, my estimation, my opinion is Mike Williams is a big play receiver. He is the guy. He can, he's got all the skills you want. The body, big, strong, fast, uh, tremendous ball skills, shielding defenders out, not afraid to take a hit. He's hurt. he gets hurt with those hits quite often, but he's not afraid to take it at the very least. So hopefully this relationship continues to blossom because Mike Williams would be a tremendous buy low guy at this point to other players, tight ends to buy low on um, right now, Dallas Goddard, uh, Jordan Reed of San Francisco. They got a game coming up Thursday night here. We've talked about that one. Um, Jamichael hasty, Tyler Irvin, two running backs going against each other uh, for the Packers and the 49ers, but, and Devonte Adams would be heavily involved there also. So um, that is that um, also the, uh, so Reed people going out, pick up Ross Dwelly cause he caught the touchdown last week, but if Reed's active, it's going to be Jordan Reed. We all know he's crazy injury prone. So if you got Dwelly for a couple of bucks, you might as well hold him for a couple of weeks until the inevitable Jordan Reed injury. Then you got the starting tight end for the 49ers, which is a very valuable position there 
as well. Other tight ends, um, Albert O, Okawukumbunum. Um, you can, Drew Locke likes him. They've got the Mizzou connection, college connection. He's a real tough matchup. And the Broncos are noticing the Broncos, the coverages on Jerry Judy is what's leading to Noah Fanton, Albert O doing so much in the receiving game, getting so many targets because they're just eliminating Judy. That's what teams have been doing. Just completely taking him off the table. Um, and it's been to the benefit, the huge benefit of the, uh, of the, tight ends and i think alberto's a guy that getting development you know he's not going to overtake fant but there's a chance that two tight ends here we've seen it with philadelphia in, in years past could be fantasy producers just because there's dog shit after you get down past the top six guys at the tight end position for fantasy football so um those are my buy low candidates here for uh, going into week number nine um, what else do we got here today? Oh, want to get to starts and sits everybody for this week as well. Um, I'm my chair is creaking like a son of a bitch right now. I got to oil this puppy up. Um, too much sitting on my ass. That's what I got to do. Somebody told me in the coffee video today, I look fat. They also said my hair looked on point. So I think it balanced out pretty well, but I, uh, I, I don't know too much sitting around. COVID's not been great. I, it's not that I did. My job is just sitting around watching videos all day anyway, watching tape, writing, analyzing stats, printing shit out. Like that's my whole job. Work 20 hours a day doing it. It's mentally exhausting, but physically my body's just withering away. I have a feeling. Anyway, let's get to the uh, starts and sits. Let's just go completely, uh, completely off the top. That's what I should do. Just off the top of my head, everything that I feel um, in my life. Let's go to starts for this week. Players that must be in your lineup. Uh, there's a couple situations. Oh, let me let me give some news. I don't like news on the podcast because news will change all the time. But I want to talk about the uh, COVID issues for the week and situations we need to monitor, all of us. I told the folks on SiriusXM that when we get all these teams that have – it's not an outbreak yet, but it's getting close, multiple – people testing positive in multiple teams. This shit spreads like wildfires. Think of COVID as herpes. It just, and think of herpes as something you can't play football with. That's the way to think of it. And then, so it's going to spread that crazy and it may affect one of your players. Even if it's not your player players that were initially diagnosed, you don't know, maybe their buddies on the field, off the field, in the locker room, they ate lunch, together, whatever it is. Somebody sneezed across the room. Who knows? But the Bears, three players test positive, uh, two of them offensive linemen, including Cody Whitehair for the Chicago Bears. So that's one of the outbreaks. Uh, they've closed down their facility. The Texans have closed down their facility here as well. Two players testing positive for that team. The Kansas City Chiefs came out that one of their assistant coaches was positive for COVID-19. Now it turns out they're all-world defensive tackle Chris Jones is on the COVID-19 restriction list. Now they're saying that Chris Jones isn't positive. It is a contact tracing issue, which is uh, the same as it is for Matthew Stafford on the Detroit Lions. Stafford may not play on Sunday. Um, depends. He needs to test positive. He did on Thursday. He tested positive for 
COVID-19, but he's got to test, I'm sorry, test negative for COVID-19. He's got to test negative again on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. If that's the case, Stafford will start because it's just contact tracing that put him on the IR anyway. So that's a situation we obviously have to monitor. And that affects Marvin Jones, who I just talked about, TJ Hawkinson, who we've talked about. It, it affects everybody in this offense. Um, and same with the Chiefs, with Chris Jones. I mean, <laughs> we all somebody has shares of Mahomes, Kelsey. I've Kelsey in a bunch of leagues. You just don't know. you got to have a backup plan. you got to be ready. That's what I'm telling you. Just be ready. Don't think, oh, it's, just, oh, it's offensive linemen. It's not going to affect my quarterback. Quarterback has their hands on the center's asshole every day for 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 snaps a game. Okay. Yeah. Those two are pretty close. I'd go ahead and say that uh, that may be lucky that more quarterbacks don't get pink eye when it really comes down to it, doesn't it? But you just don't know how it's going to to trickle down and and around. The 49ers who are playing Thursday night, they had three positive tests. However, turns out all to be false negatives, including Brandon Ayuk and Kendrick Bourne. 49ers are going to play without their top two wide receivers. That's kind of bullshit, isn't it? They can't play, but they don't have COVID. It wasn't contact traced either. Contact traced. That's kind of shitty. Isn't that? That just doesn't feel right. The NFL has to do something better about that. Right, they have to do something better with um, with that whole situation because you can't have false positive tests keep players out. Now I understand it's new; it's it's not, it's imperfect science. We all have to be very cautious with this, and we we can't jump to conclusions. But NFL needs protocols so that this the situation that happened to 49ers doesn't happen again either. Um, so then yeah, Stafford on the list too. So those were the main, uh, ones. There's one other Trent Brown, the right tackle for the Las Vegas Raiders. He's back on the COVID-19 list, which I don't really understand. He was activated earlier this week. He was supposed to play. Um, but I know that now he's out again. So I don't know if this is, um, I don't know what this is about, but there's a lot of weirdness around the Trent Brown situation. Because remember um, before Sunday's game, Trent Brown was taken off the field in a, on a gurney or stretcher uh, and take it to a local hospital. So, I mean, hopefully um, there's something there that's, you know, hopefully it's not COVID taking over and doing bad things to him. because That's dangerous. Man, you know, we, we've been very fortunate. I, I know it's election season and COVID is a hot button topic, but it, it is back and it is on fire and it's burning swaths of the United States like crazy. I just, again, like I said, remember at the start of the show, man's 2020, all of you 2020, like vote for yourself, take care of yourself, be good to yourself. And that includes don't get COVID. Like don't, don't get don't put yourself in harm's way. I just don't understand. If you have to, if you're an emergency worker or a doctor or whatever, yeah, do you know? Be careful, be prepared, all that, and God bless you for doing the Lord's work. First responders, all all. I don't care. My brother works at a grocery store. 
he's a fucking hero to me. I mean, he really is like truly, I mean, never miss a day goes in there, does what he has to do. He hates the mask, but he wears the mask, you know, like just uh, do your job. Like that's just, just do what we have to do all of us. But we've been very fortunate that none of our sports heroes, baseball, basketball, even though they've tested positive, none of them have had major implications or ventilators or even passed away. I mean, I know certain amounts of you will say, well, that means it's nothing. Well, maybe, but um, I'll remind you all of this. Let me just say, and again, it's not a political issue for me. I'm a cancer survivor. Um, for those who didn't know that what, four years ago, three years ago, four years ago, I uh, had a tumor in my intestine taken out, was cancerous, had to undergo treatment. I did uh, full workload shows and everything. Missed two weeks of the football season, but um, was right back on it, did everything and got my treatment. And by the grace of God, got uh, went remission. And it was no more, new, it wasn't remission. They took it out and none of the cells around it at, with treatment was positive. So I'm very lucky. My father passed away 21 years ago this week from uh, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and colon cancer. He eventually developed as it spread throughout his body. So um, I need cancer history in my family, all that stuff. So what I'm saying to you is um, while I had, when I did have cancer, one of the scary moments happened. The reason I was even hospitalized and caught the cancer was because I developed pneumonia, just lungs filled up. It just went, you know, and again, I'm six for those who don't know, and everyone thinks they're going to beat me up. I'm six, three, 220 pounds. I played athletics my whole life. I'm not a small guy. Uh, I can handle my own as they say. I'm not tough. I don't try to be tough by any stretch, but uh, you know, I'm, I'm, you're not gonna, you're not gonna fuck with me. Nobody fucks with me. You know, when they see me in person on the air and on Twitter, oh yeah. But um, they, they don't fuck with me after that. Just, you know, I'm a bigger guy. So this is scary. It was a scary situation. When, when you've gone through something like that, I think your whole perception changes. And my perception is that I don't want to get COVID-19. Yeah, it will disintegrate my lungs. I'm pretty sure it will. Like, I don't have confidence I'd make it through it, right? Maybe I would. I've never ill. I don't really have colds or flus ever. But I don't, I just don't want it. I don't want anything to do with it. And I think I am in harm's way. So I don't want it around, right? I, to each their own. You guys could do whatever you want. If you want to get it, don't want to get it, you're scared or not scared. I don't have a problem with that. But, you know, your boy here is worried about it and should not be put in harm's way because I don't want anything to do with it. So if you're putting other people who have cancer or heart attacks or preconceived illnesses that you don't know anybody, you know, just think about other people. That's what I'm trying to say. That's all I can just, just think of other people. Um, I know you, I told you to do what's best for yourself or be a better person and think of the ones around you. Think, just think about it. And you don't have to agree with it. You don't have to do anything about it. You could say, yeah, I thought about it, man, but fuck you. I don't care. Well, then fine. But at least you thought about it. Anyway, um, starts this week. <laughs> Tangent day. Um, Cam Newton, Monday Night Football against the Jets. Love the fact that he ran the ball, ran the ball well last week. Uh, Should have won the game or at least been in position to win the game against the Buffalo Bills. A much tougher defense this time around. I think the Patriots spank the Jets. I think Cam will rush 12 times, probably over 60 to 70 yards. Very likely a touchdown. Um, on the ground for him. That's a great baseline. And he's top 12 
quarterback this week. J.K. Dobbins, absolutely. Jamichael Hasty, I've talked about all week. If you're listening to this before the Thursday night game starts, make sure Hasty is in your lineup. I have Antonio Gibson lower as a low end running back to this week against the Giants. I think that's a, a decent start. Now, others have him much higher in their rankings and projections, I've been told and noticed. So, Giants are no pushover. So be careful with that. Um, I do have him as a running back too, though, this week. I like Damian Harris for the same reasons as I like Cam Newton. I think this is a get-right game. I've talked about Jerry Judy. I like a great deal um, this week. I love Jacoby Myers. You know, all your Patriots, this is the time to do it. Randall Cobb is a top 36 wide receiver for me this week as well. Um, Playing the Texans versus the uh, um, Jacksonville Jaguars. Hopefully, Jake Luton can get the Jaguars' offense going. Really, it's a great matchup for the rookie. But from the Texans' standpoint, I would much rather have had Gardner Minshew start this game. I've never been the biggest Gardner Minshew fan, but I want the Jaguars to be able to score a bit so we keep more Deshaun Watson, more Will Fuller, Cobb, Cooks, and all them. So, uh, But I do have Cobb as a, a start this week. Other players that are in my stardom lists, uh, tight end Evan Ingram, another guy, had a nice little run this past week uh, on, was that Monday Night Football, that we saw some design plays. The Giants are making a point to get Ingram the ball, and that's what we want to see, and we want to we want that to continue to develop. Daniel Jones has played like shit. That's the problem. But last two games, we've had 19 targets for Evan Ingram, nine and 10 respectively. Now he's only caught 11 of those 19 targets. Um, and the yardage is barely was 100, 107 yards over that span, but you know, it's coming up. And if you're holding on Ingram, if you have bye weeks on Ingram, you, you know, if, if you're Tyler Higby owner or Goddard owner or whatever, that's makes a, you know, Ingram's out there. Um, he's definitely a top 12 fantasy tight end this week. I could uh, assure you that. Players to bench this week, everybody. It needs to be on your bench. I'm benching Matty Ice against the Denver defense. I hope that Matt Ryan could do a little bit more, but I'm not very confident in it. What's more is that we're likely going to have Calvin Ridley out this week. Calvin Ridley has been vital to Matt Ryan the last three years been such an important piece especially on third downs we've seen more julio jones lately because safeties are giving more attention to ridley realizing that that's matt ryan's going to ridley all the time without ridley that lowers this passing game significantly it's a tough defense to go up against as well and it's just not something that i really want to uh i don't want to be i don't want to be that involved in matt ryan i'd rather go on a cam newton type direction with that also um but plus aj bouye's back bryce callahan's back for the denver secondary and uh that's uh, that's just not a good place to be so i'm benching matt ryan i'm benching ryan Tannehill against the bears defense as well i don't expect a lot from tennessee I expect this to be a pretty darn low scoring game and ryan Tannehill finally runs into a good defense uh, Jarek McKinnon, Thursday night people, I'm benching him. I'm benching Gus Edwards. It, you know, I'm starting, I'm making a really bold call 
with uh, the Baltimore running backs. We saw the separation twice as many snaps for J.K. Dobbins last week that uh, then Gus Edwards, we saw Dobbins in much more passing situations as well. And he's breaking away. And the reason was the Ravens were in a competitive game against division front runner in Pittsburgh. And they showed their hand. That's the direction they're going to go. That's the direction that they need to go. And I think that's going to be the same formula this week against the Colts. It's a big game. Colts are a tough team, a real tough defense. Baltimore can't afford to lose more ground. They're close. You know, at this point, they're they're closer to Cleveland for third place in the division than they are to the Steelers and winning the division. That's a it's a problem, and I think that's why we're going to see J.K. Dobbins more and Gus Edwards. I do not recommend starting this week. Same with Josh Kelly, another guy losing snaps. I don't. I'm not starting Troy Main Pope. I'm not thinking that's going to happen. But it's a good matchup for the running game. I don't want to go Josh Kelly. I can't trust it. The fact that Pope is in there, if the Raiders can score, more means more pass attempts for um, uh, Justin Herbert. So I'm benching him. I'm benching all of the Cowboys receivers this week. The only one I'd even consider whatsoever is Amari Cooper, and I desperately don't want to do that. Like I, I don't want to do that. I, I I'm not that fearful of the Pittsburgh secondary as many people are. The stats are great for them, but that's it. So that is where we're at. I'm just not, uh, I'm not going there personally on any of the Cowboys wide receivers, other players on benching in week number nine, Nelson Aguilar, Sterling Shepard, both on my bench for this week. Aguilar could have a rebound game, but uh, we recommend him high last week and that, that, fizzled miserably so i don't really want to be part of that either the oakland passing game too many too many mediocre chefs hunter renfro and rugs who can't get his feet down and it's just it's just too much right i mean waller did nothing last week i expect a rebound game from him the whole thing just doesn't shape up very well for me um other guys to bench this week mike gusecki jimmy graham not gonna not gonna play Jimmy Graham. He's outside the top twelve, dropping a lot of passes. I think if the Bears are smart, and that's a big if, ladies and gentlemen, big if. If they are smart, they will attack the Titans with deep balls. Okay, attack, attack, attack. By the way, you saw Mitch Trubisky got hurt on that one play last week. Unfucking believable. I mean, it's just hilarious. So that means Nick Foles is in for the long haul. But Nick Foles has been taking some shots downfield. Now, I always talk about how important those shots are, whether you hit them or not. And against the Titans, that's that's what you have to do. That's how you beat the Titans secondary. Um, you know, John and Joseph was cut this week, but Desmond King, Malcolm Butler, you need them to play with their backs to the football. That means Darnell Mooney deep, Al Robinson deep. Get these guys on deep balls, and better things will come. So, um I don't think it's going to be a, a big Jimmy Graham week at all. Plus, Cole Komet's playing more than just off of Jimmy Graham. So uh, there you go. Starts and sits for this week. What else do we got, everybody? All right. You know what? I, I've blathered enough. Where am I at? I'm, uh, I haven't even gone an hour yet. See, I would have thought I would be over an hour right now. Um, let's close out the show 
and the week nine edition. Again, I appreciate you guys. I, I'm sure I ruffled a lot of feathers with some election talk and whatnot, but tough shit, number one. All right, number one, don't give a fuck. But, you know, but I, I really do hope you guys do what's best for you and not just become um, yes men of a, an organization because that would break my heart if that's the case. Let's go out with our uh, survivor bet of the week. A couple of different places to go. Um, I got eliminated over at EliteSportsBetting.com um, a couple of weeks ago with the Patriots bet, but have been two for two since the restart, if you will. This week, the, the, the absolute, um, depending on who you've used so far, my top choice would be the Pittsburgh Steelers against Dallas. Against Dallas is starting a third-string quarterback. Offense line's very banged up, as we know. Um, Pittsburgh's defense is going to shut them down. There's just nothing. Pittsburgh's going to win this game going away. All right, so don't love to use road teams, but I think that's safe enough against this if you – didn't have Pittsburgh available to you. Um, the second choice for me this week would be the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm sure you you probably hopefully used the Chiefs last week against the Jets. That would have made the most sense. All right, but at home against Carolina, they would be the second choice for me this week. And then the third one, if you need to go down that far, would be the Patriots against the Jets. I uh, don't think the Jets have much of a chance. This is a game the Patriots will win. Uh, get back or get off the schneid for them. So those, yeah, those are the top three right there. I don't see any need to get different. I, I think you have at least one of those teams in play if, uh, if not. So there you go. Um, what else? Do, oh, the best bet of the week. I have a lot of bets. I'm pumped up. I'm going to have a big betting week. I could just feel it in my bones. I may, I have a couple of prop bets up for the Thursday night game. I have a lot of games that I like for the first time in probably a month, right? Best bet of the week, Denver Broncos plus four at Atlanta. You're going to give me more than a field goal with the Broncos. Broncos defense is tremendously better than Atlanta. Their offense is close and no Calvin Ridley. That's, that's easy money folks. But I don't, I would almost bet the money line that Denver wins the game, but I'll take the four points. That's an easy four to cover. Atlanta doesn't cover spreads. They give up spreads. They give up leads. So, yeah, I'm taking the Broncos plus four. No doubt about that. And the final one, upset of the week, everybody. Well, does the Broncos count? Now, I'll do another one. The Broncos is an upset of the week. I'll use that as one of them. How about this? How about we go a little bolder? A little bit. It's not that big. But I think the Giants over the Washington Potatoes. The Giants have played some really good games. Another team that can't close. Another team where Daniel Jones is just there. The Giants are like the Chargers. Got some talent. We see all the talent happening. But the fact that we see the talent happening isn't translating to wins. And they're doing that one or two things a game. They're just screwing it up. Last time these two teams played a few weeks ago, uh, Giants had the game controlled all the way through. Washington came back at the end. Uh, you know, to, to win the game, but giants had control. I think the giants win this game. That is the upset of the week. All right, guys, I think uh, that's going to about do it. Really appreciate you guys uh, downloading. If you could tell a friend, if you could say, tell them about the podcast, I'd really, really appreciate it. Trying to do more of these things. And if there's guests or ideas, topics you want me to tackle, you know, now that we're into the season, 
you know, I, I like to get, I like to do the football, you know, weekly previews and all that. But I think a lot of you listen to me on SiriusXM or over on Elite Fantasy or Fantasy Guru. You see the live streams and things. You want me to tackle other topics? I don't care. I'll talk movies with you. Parenting advice, dating advice, whatever it is you guys want to uh, discuss. Uh, I'm up for it. Any guests that you would like me to have on, hit me up at Jeff underscore Mans. Appreciate you guys. All right, let's go kick some ass in week number nine. Of all the episodes, I think episode 38, this one is the most true. You may disagree with some of the things I said today, but that's okay, folks. Why? Because this was one man's opinion. See you next time, everybody. Tuesday!